Right, we are rolling. Yeah, we're rolling. So today, guys, I'm joined with, if you guys want to introduce yourselves, you know, I'm, first of all, they're both good friends of mine, Jacob and Diop. They want to introduce yourselves. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you want to go first or do you want me? I'll, I'll let you go first, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, hi, guys, and thanks, Lynn, for um, inviting me to this call. Um, really appreciate it. And it's uh, a real honour to share the stage with, um, with you two. Um, but yeah, my name's Diop. Um, finished Bournemouth University, I think, a couple of years ago now. So I um, studied sports psychology um, and coaching science and currently working with um, children. So um, special educational needs and also like your almost badly behaved or children that um, behavior wise, they're not able to um, operate in a normal school. And so they've um, almost been given another chance to um, basically have extra support to be able to be put back into schools and the community, et cetera, et cetera. So just helping, supporting and aiding with that. So um, yeah, that, that's a bit about me. I'll um, go over to Jay. Yeah, um, Jacob Lawrence. And again, thanks Liam for having me. Um, met Liam this year actually like, properly. And ever since, like, just the mentality has made, made the friendship awesome. Like, it's been a blessing to really, not really know people, but because they got the same vibe as you. Yeah, friendship will build from there. But yeah, no, enough about that. But yeah, like my background as well, working with humble kids in behavioural school as well. So literally primary level. So from year six, I'm focusing on now. So 10 year olds. But yeah, literally just understanding their backgrounds, where they're coming from. And literally just trying to do my best to understand the situation and help change their day as well as my day. Air Sports Psych graduated last year. Covid obviously done. Didn't get a chance to go. Yeah, no, that's me. No, I agree. You know, we, we we all met. Um, I met Jake. Uh, I met Diop before, and then obviously you've met Jacob through Diop. So now we've become really good friends, and you know, wanted to get them on because they're both. I think you know can give a lot to the guys listening. So yeah, I mean, obviously, just kind of starting off actually with your both backgrounds, obviously working with kids like how have you noticed how long have you guys actually been doing that for now um so me i think i'm coming up to i believe it was like september 2019 i think it was september 2019 that i started actually so what's this um maybe just over a year now or just like um yeah i think maybe yeah so like a year and a bit now um i think my role has changed a bit in regards to at first it was a case of one-to-one and so it was very much a case of um, children who'd either just been expelled or um, I think what they call it is almost like a transition period. So going from normal school to kind of this environment, help them with their behavioural, um, help them to basically assess how they see different situations um, and then basically just help almost behavioural change or make them more aware of certain things to bring them back in. And so my role kind of changed from doing that. To being in the classroom environment where um, it's not just a case of them just them by themselves and being able to figure things out but almost a case of they're in an environment where now it's other people and other challenges um, and then changed to students who were deemed not able to be in school and actually had to be off-site for whatever reason so um, yeah my role's changed um, so yeah just over a year now but um, um, being, yeah, my, my question to follow up with that is how how have you or you, Jacob you can answer now how have you seen the impact of 
COVID on school kids and how on, on their mental health. You know, especially you guys are, you know, you you've done as you said you've done sports psychology, so maybe you've applied what you maybe learned, maybe background reading on mental health. So how have you guys maybe seen any differences since obviously because say you started in 2019 and COVID wasn't around. How have you seen the difference from then in terms and now in terms of their mental health? Do you want to just elaborate that, or Jacob, if you've got anything on that as well? Yeah, I could go. I could go. It's um routine. So once the routine's broken, the behaviors are different. So it's like you could have a kid come in, what well, Monday to Friday one week, and then because they're catching the routine from probably Tuesday, okay, I got school. school Wednesday they're being told obviously, and they're waking up a particular time. If you break the routine the following week, their mental resilience is just like gone down. And it's like you're trying to then get them back up to a level where it's like, yeah, I can do schoolwork. Basically, you're just trying to keep them there, keep them there, keep them there. Friday, cool. First time, same thing. Just keep it a continuous, continuous routine. But yeah, I'd say once it's a staggered, staggered week or something like that, it's hard. It's so hard to get them to have that mental resilience when they don't feel like doing work because they can go home, play their games, chill out, eat when they want, do what they want. Like, it is very hard it's testing it's testing I can't lie to you it's very testing but like when you build a good relationship with the kids especially you're able to have that um, persuasion and resilience yourself and patience it's easier to get work out of them so like the main thing obviously as a TA I'm helping my teacher in the class get the work done out of six kids so all kids like you they, he may miss something then it's on me to then see it so if I don't see that, then that's obviously me not being alert, not being aware, because I've got to be on the ball as well. So, yeah, I'd say the main thing is their routine and discipline, obviously resilience. Like once that's broken, it's quite hard to get standards that you're happy with. No, I mean, that's good. Do you want to add anything? Yeah, I, th I think Jacob really hit the nail on the, um, on the head there. I think um, with my role, I think my role is very different to his role in the aspect of because my role um, transitions to obviously um, being with offsite kids. So in regards to picking them up, doing work with them outside um, because of COVID and what's happened, we haven't been able to do that. So um, I think where Jacob is still very much involved going with the kids here and then. Um, the reason I said routine is something that um, he said it was what I wanted to pick up on. Obviously the kids, when I was doing the role, they would know I would have this person in the morning, this person in the evening, or say this person that day and that day. And so um, it's been a case of the challenge they've had, I'll only really be able to assess it, or anybody will only really be able to assess it until we get back. Because yeah. at the moment, it's been a case of from the lockdown started, uh, the most recent one to... Uh, which is going to be next week, there's been no contact. So um, I know the school operate with a, a, a kind of well-being thing. So some teachers will go up and check up, just say, how are you doing? Da, 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 da. But the kids don't really want to communicate like that. And even being with a kid, you really need to maybe even 20, 30 minutes until they warm up to even want to have a conversation. So knocking on their doors, they're not really going to want to have a chat kind of thing. So um, you're, I'll never really know the impact until they return. But Routine-wise, I think that's definitely going to be something uh, that when we get back, it's, it's going to be challenging for them. No, I mean, I mean that must probably going to be it's going to be hard for for you two when you go back because obviously the impact it's going to have on you know the kids' mental health and being able to. I mean, I hope you know with guys what you've learned from your course and 
obviously some reading you've done on mental health, being able to recognise, you know, maybe the signs and stuff. And, you know, Jacob, you said something about resilience is actually kind of leads on to the, the quote for this podcast. So once your mindset changes, everything, once your mindset changes, sorry, everything on the outside will change with it. So what do you guys think about that kind of statement? And do you agree with that? Yeah, it's actually funny that you say that. I literally heard the craziest thing. Well, not craziest, but literally similar to that. And um, basically, the guy basically said that your mind and basically what happens in your mind, almost like um, the outside of your life is a manifestation of what's going on in your mind kind of thing. Um, the example he gave it to was um, imagine a movie uh, at cinemas or you go to a movies and basically that little light at the back what's in that little light at the back is what shines out on the big screen in the front. And so similar to what you were saying, it's a case of if your mind is jumbled and a load of different things are happening within your mind, it's going to manifest into the outside thing, which is your life. So a hundred percent with what you just said, I think a hundred percent. So once your mindset changes and you start looking at things differently, um, then I think your, your outside, outside perspective will change as well. So yeah, hundred percent. And Jacob, uh, Jacob. you want to add? Yeah, no, 100%. Because, like, obviously, we'll probably get into it later. But when I wasn't thinking about, obviously, I was thinking, how should I say it? When I weren't, no, wait. Mentally, if I'm not thinking about the bigger picture, I lose sight of everything. Like, I don't focus. Obviously, when I'm looking at the bigger picture and I have something to like, target, to set my mind on, it does help. So I do believe you're... I do believe if you center a lot of your energy towards training your brain, getting stronger, like stronger skills mentally and actually being smart, and even like whether it be on the streets, whether it be playing football, whether it be doing whatever you want to do at work, whatever, if you're actually using your initiative, I do feel it's a key skill to have, like definitely strength in your mental. No, yeah, I mean, literally, just just adding to that, just as you were speaking, one other thing came into my mind, just to end on that one in regards to that. And um, one thing I heard the other day was um, change the things you look at and the things you look at changes. Um, so in regards to what's happening inside and the outside, and an example he gave was he said, um, basically his dad, so his father, his father wasn't particularly a great father kind of thing and a lot of bad things was going on. But he said one of the things that he focused on was that his dad would always say, don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't do anything. And so basically all the wrong things was there for him to focus on and look at. And if he kept on looking on that, then his outside perspective or his world would be negative um, or not have been what he wanted to. But because he chose to focus and almost shift that mindset to just focus on that positive thing of you can be anything you want to be in this world um, and just focus on that, his outside manifestation was I could be anything I want to be in this world. And so that's what happened. So yeah, like you said, change the mindset. And then the outside picture changes. So, yeah, 100%. So, I mean, yeah, based on what you guys both said, so you're kind of putting it down to once your mindset changes, your perspective will change as well. Yeah, and no, I'd agree with that. Yeah, but so, obviously, with regarding, obviously, your mindset, so once that changes, do you think the perspectives of, I mean, you guys, you know, you've said, talked about it. So, with your mindsets, and, you know, Jacob, you talked then about when you had that kind of started to realise, you know, to focus on your mind. So you just want to talk about how you experienced that and how that's now changed you into what you're doing now. All right. So 
I'll take it back actually. So before I come to uni, I was a very, I would say I was confident, but I needed assurance all the time. So I needed reassurance all the time, whether it be in football, whether it be boxing, whatever activity I was doing, I needed someone to tell me I was doing well for me to then want to progress and know that I'm I'm with the pack, like I'm, I'm running with the pack. It's not a thing where I'm like, all right, or I'm just a player that's playing with this team. So like with football, football has been very, very cruel to me. Very cruel to me. It will be. It will be to everybody. But then it's a thing where if I didn't change my mindset and adapt to that, well, I probably wouldn't be doing football right now. I wouldn't be playing football right now. I wouldn't be trying to, like a coach, would they put on sessions for us? I wouldn't be doing that if my mental wasn't as good as it is now. But I wish I could sit myself down now and talk to my previous self. And when I was younger, I'd tell myself just to not care and just do stuff that makes me happy. Was when I was doing my fitness page as I am now, I was doing a lot of content beforehand. People wanted, people wanted to do. I thought it would make people happy, it would get me likes. And when I started putting content out from myself, like not googling quotes, not looking at um, my interactions on Insta, putting it out there when I feel like putting it out there, I'm getting genuine responses. I'm getting genuine love from it. But it's like I feel like a thing with the mental game is that. When I was younger, didn't really have them friends around me that would say, oh, yeah, Jay, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. Now, coming to uni, bro, I've adapted that and kind of sat back. My first year, I really sat back and saw, if you come to me, I'll kind of be like, all right, I'll give you a bit. And then when I see your heads or your, your, you got a good centre of energy, then I'll be like, okay, cool. For example, like what, me, D, D sent me a message, what, 2016, September. And then I didn't properly meet D until, like, what, nearer to the end of that year. And then only now, like, what, two years ago now? Because, bro, we were training 2019, like, throughout a whole, even to this day, training 2019 to now. That's a whole solid two years of training. Mm. And it's like, I've built that relationship up now. And we've got Super League. We've got these little things in the pipeline set up. That's the kind of energy, like, that's what you need. Like, even at training, when you're getting pushed, you're getting pushed and you're pushing your mental. It's like, he hasn't told me, I'm good. It's just a thing. Do it again. Just a thing. Do it again until you're happy. Like, so you're happy. Like the other day, yesterday, we went training, done some shooting. Some shots were dreadful. Some shots were amazing. And it's a thing with the repetition. Him didn't tell me, oh, he wasn't babying me saying, I'll oh, do it again. He'd just be like, all right, cool. Relax. Get rid of it. That's it. You get rid of it. Clear your head. But now, the mental, how I use that aspect of my game now is I keep it very simple. So I keep it very simple. If I'm in a game, I focus on what two, three things. They cool. I'm gonna do this to the best of my ability. Boom, done. Don't focus on anything else. Someone calls me something cool. That's on you. It's words. But my mental now so much more better, bro. Because I read, learn about my culture, learn a new language. It's like little things, like just to fill up your day. Because what you finish work, what three, four o'clock sometimes. I'm thinking to myself, okay. Mental, like, communication with my girl is important. And she was, like, a big part of me coming back into it. I was that. But you know the ones when you don't want to bring a friend to a game in case you do something mad? You know, like, you don't want to bring a friend to a game. Like, in case, like, right, like, oh, right, I gave away a goal or you're playing rubbish or whatever. So, obviously, she, when I first started playing Saturday football, come down to all my games and I, believe it or not, scored every game. And then the one game she didn't come and didn't score because I was becoming dependent. The moment I become dependent, 
I was like, oh, mad. Like, I said, I didn't score today because you weren't there. What is that? How am I then saying to her, I'm just cool because you weren't there? Like, I'm putting blame on her. So, like, that kind of thing there now, I've just, accountability is a, it's in it. Like, as soon as I found that I'm accountable, yeah, like, I'm going to do this. Is it? There will, there will be days where I'm just like, oh, and I won't do anything. But then I make up in it. Similar to D, like, bro, obviously you've seen now, and it probably will come up. We've got Super League together. Bro, this come from a conversation. Super League was created from a conversation. Like, that's how nuts it is. It was created from a conversation, then we just acted on it. And how we acted on it, if you really want something to happen in life, you will just do it. If it don't work, it don't work. It's simple. If it don't work, it don't work. If it works, oh, God bless in it. If it works, God bless in it. We're thankful it is working. So my mental now, bro, I'm really happy at where I am. I'm happy with the people around me. I used to believe, like, obviously, previous, I've told you a lot about football. No, sorry, this is long, but obviously I'm just saying, like, the previous like, football teams down here, I've put, uh, I need to be better than this player. Really, it's me versus me, in it? But I need to work on what's not my strongest, get it stronger so I have no faults, and it's on me. It's not anybody else. It's not the other woman. Well, it's not the other striker that's taking my spot. I need to make sure I'm good with myself. But, yeah, I'd say, mentally, a lot better than I, I was because I'm not dependent anymore. You spoke about, and I'm going to touch on it again, the first thing that really, like, oh, what I grabbed from that was having the, the importance of having the right people around you. And I've personally noticed that now, you know, took being more close with you guys and the people I've met for uni. And, you know, I think the importance is, well, I said it on my last podcast, being around the right people will help you change your mindset as well. Because if you're around people, you know, that, you know, for example, me, I'm in second year at Bournemouth University, so I'm, you know, there's still people trying to like party and throw house parties, and you know, but I think it's so important that you get to a point where you know your people, and you know have to be you, you, when you're surrounded by the like-minded people. I think everything just excels. For I think personally, I mean, I don't know if you guys want to touch on that. I mean, Jacob did, but Diop, have you got anything yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. Um, Jacob, everything that you just said, amazing, isn't it? That, that's really great, isn't it? Because even just when you were speaking and, like, the journey, you could see the journey of where you've gone from to where you are now kind of thing and uh, where the future is headed because of your outlook. Um, so that was amazing to hear. Um, and Liam, where you just touched upon in regards to um, people and the people you hang around with, 150%. Um, that's an amazing um, quote that talks about how... Um, if the, the, the five people, you're the average of the five people you hang around the most with. Um, and it's literally so true. It's, it's so difficult if you're the one in that five, in that pack. If everybody wants to go out and you want to almost chase your dreams or you want to do this or do that and kind of better your life, it's, it's a lot easier for four people to influence one person um, than the other way around kind of thing. And so it's so important to be in and around the correct circle and the right circle. Um, I think it's crazy because like a lot of us, even from like when we're younger, even babies and growing up, like babies mirror their parents and a lot of the things that their parents do, even um, not even so much the things they say, but that they, the example of what they do. So kind of that monkey see, monkey do is kind of what you do kind of thing. And so if you're consistently around people that, aren't headed the right way or doing like the wrong things kind of thing and start mirroring that and that's going to almost be all you know and that's what you're going to do kind of thing but if you start surrounding yourself with the right people and 
the people that are thinking certain ways and doing certain things, it's going to make you want to achieve, get to that level or just be in and around it kind of thing. And it's going to have a, a positive impact um, for you. So, yeah, 100%, you guys really smashed it with exactly what you guys just said there. No, I mean, I completely agree with what you're saying. And I think, yeah, as I said, you know, being surrounded by the right people now, I think I've noticed myself. And when I started taking, you know, someone said to me the other day about emotional intelligence. So I think with what I spoke, what I've learned from when I first started working with my sports performance coach. Hold on. So <laughs> when, <laughs> when, um, so when I started working with my sports performance coach, that I dropped him actually a message today saying how I'm grateful I am now of from when I first started working with him to where I am now in terms of my life, in terms of my mindset. It's crazy. And, you know, I'm going to talk about the next kind of topic now. So when things weren't going my way, whether that was in life or whether it was in football, I used to beat myself about it so much and, you know, it just it'd probably just make it even worse. So, you know, battling with my mental health through obviously what's happened to me in football and then, with just general in life, or you just beat myself up about it. Why is this happening to me? So I just kind of wanted to get your guys' perspective on it. So when you something bad does happen to you or in your lives, what? How have you reacted to it? Say maybe two years ago and where you are now, because you know all three of us have probably been on journeys. So how would you say you would react to it now? And then obviously compared to maybe two years ago, for example. So I mean, so adversity that's happened. Mm. Now, so how would you react to reversity now, and how would you react to it maybe two years ago? For example, Jacob, when you say you weren't in a good space either. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, Jake? Do you want to go or should I go? I'll go, bro. Go, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think I think exactly what you said in regards to everyone goes on a journey, and I think everyone's been through a different journey, and then it's it's in the journey where we start growing and developing and dealing with these things differently. Um, I think what's special about the journey is you start to learn a lot of stuff about yourself. Uh, when you talk about before, in terms of when bad things used to happen, and I think especially with, um, if I relate it to the pitch, what I learned about myself is that I'm a sensitive player. And so um, if things happen where it doesn't go right or the shot is wrong or I do a wrong thing kind of thing, um, I think similar to what you're saying, Liam, in regards to you beat yourself up kind of thing and that would be in your head. Um, and then if players got on to me or the managers got on to me, it would literally just make it worse. And at that situation, it'd be better to take me off because at that point, my head is gone. Like, I'm not in the game. So there's no point in me being there. It's just a case of I'm just a man running down the minutes. So um, I think it's transitioned from that's how I used to deal with it. Um, and it's changed now, but it's, it's changed to loads of different things. I think a lot of things that I've been exposed to. And I think faith is such a big thing. Um, and for me, it went from being off the football pitch to even when things weren't happening in my life. Um, I like troubles like with family and stuff like that. And um, it got to the stage where within my own strength, I couldn't do anything. So I kind of had to say, you know what, Lord, take the wheel. And um, like, I'm weak without you. I can't, I can't do this without you kind of thing. Um, and there's a great scripture that talks about basically when we're in our weakest um, that's, that's when it's best because in our weakest is when the Lord can help us the most kind of thing. So I think my, my, um, in terms of that is very, is transitioned a lot from when I'm in adversity and thinking I have to do it by myself and there's nothing I can do. So let's just give up. And I think it's really changed to when I'm in adversity and when things aren't going too well, um, just look up because there's somebody up there that when you compare your problems to him and what he can do, 
like they're nothing in it. So um, yeah, I think that that's how it's changed for me. I think my journey through faith and um, having faith as small as a mustard seed, like that, that's that's where it's changed for me. So um, yeah. And then Jacob, what about you? You know, you said you were in a bit of a bad place maybe two years ago. Um, so I just want to maybe elaborate, you know, how you deal with that, all the adversity then and obviously now, how would you deal with adversity now you've been on your journey, as you've said? So um, leading up to uni, uh, 2015, so that year before uni, said to obviously used to go to church with my family and that, like the usual Christian family, like, prop, like sometimes relax, sometimes like mum's like, yeah, no, you need to go to church. Like, the Sundays, like it would be a big thing, wake up, go. Boom, say your prayers, have a dinner together, pray before bed. That's, that, that was usual in my household, innit? And then obviously, when I started to get older and I was working, I started to relax a bit off it, thinking, oh, yeah, I took it for granted, didn't it? I put my hands up, I took it for granted. Coming to uni, I was thankful that I even got the grades to get to uni. It was school, I weren't academic. The usual, like, I just weren't good with it. Like, I got the unconditional offer, put, took a year out to say, oh, is this really what I want? So I was going to drop out my first week. I obviously thanked, like, thanking the Lord that like, I had a boy, my friend Sam Tiba. He, um, he spoke to me in my flat, like literally in the kitchen. I was going to sign the papers to leave. So I'd emailed the woman like it was set for me to leave. And then I said to her, no, I changed my mind, stayed. Obviously, relationships and friendship flourished. And yeah, man, it was like, when it comes to football, it's always been a thing where I've kind of shied away from it because I've always thought it's against me. Like, I've been told I'm not good enough. I've been told I shouldn't even be playing the sport. Like, I've been told some madnesses. Like, I've been told some hard stuff to take at a young age, innit? So, if, if you want to elaborate on that, you know, you feel free, you know, just to kind of... Oh, well, I can, like, name drop and stuff. No, you don't. No, well, you don't have to name drop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, so just kind of, just sort of, like, the listeners can get a view on kind of the things that were said Okay, cool. So, I'll say, for example, we were playing for a Saturday league team that done very well back in London, South London. And the manager invited me to his house on me. Uh, I have all the athletic abilities, got the stature, got the look of a player. I just don't have the brain of a player. So, I'm very selfish. I'm very aggressive. I'm very direct when I'm playing, which was good in that aspect of being direct. It was the thing where if I lose the ball, I've lost the ball. And all of that stuff, like my mind wasn't right. Like, you've seen how I play now. Like, if I lose the ball, like, the, the mentality is 100% free sixty. Like, it's... So, back then, obviously, got told, we weren't good enough, blah, blah, blah. Took the excuse, left the sport, started doing boxing, got really good at boxing. Same thing, told I wasn't good enough. Got told to leave the gym because of my attitude. Like, it just volatile so that's what I used to do as soon as I like, not throw toys out of the cramp as people say but I just got very emotional it was a very like why are you against me and you've been showing me so much love you know what I mean like I've obviously had my parents present in my life but it's a thing where I'm such an emotional person well I was such an emotional person because I didn't know how to control my emotions I was a person that would be like you show me love I'll show you love if you show me aggression I'll show you aggression but 10 times worse because I'd want to be better in that aspect Want to be the best at everything I'm doing, whether it be in class, whether it be test, whether it be play fighting in the playground and looking looking wavy for them like what <laughs> year eleven for the girls and that. <laughs> like, like it's, it's that kind of stuff with it. Like you want to be the best, everyone wants to be the best, but then 
that's when I sat down to myself in uni and I said, this isn't a thing where it's me against all of you. It's like, I need to start building them relationships. Like when I got better at talking and I got better at presenting myself to other people I don't know, there was opportunities for placement, for example. I had to go to what, four or five different placement meetings and I got four out of the five. And that's because I just conducted myself properly, spoke correctly, um, had manners as well. That's one thing my mum and dad were big on for me, like having manners to everybody and letting myself on behalf of the family as well, like the Lawrence name and stuff like that. It was it was quite serious for my family. Like they were very, very proud of the name and stuff like that. Like they still are. But yeah, it was just a thing where I was just emotionally didn't know how to handle it. Didn't know how to handle rejection. And when I started to look at myself and I did start to uh, go to faith a lot more. I started to ask for guidance, started to ask for strength, had family issues like with family's health, like big scares where I was missing out on uni deadlines because of it and stuff like that. Thing where once you find something that works, it like it will work. Like it, it's something you should go to and you find little ways of progressing it each time, like little ways of adapting it. Like before games, I never used to play before games. Now I pray before games. Like this year, last year, that's the games where I'll be like, even if it's like a friendly, I'm still using faith and hoping for guidance and praying for strength and opportunity. Like I'd pray that one of my one of my ones is obviously people are going to see this, but I would ask for an opportunity to score. Like I'd ask for that chance, and if I don't take it, I don't take it. But the fact that I've been given the chance, I know, I know. I know I'm being watched, like I know I'm being taken care of, you know what I mean? Like that's the thing I'm grateful for. Like, bro, like it, it sounds it may sound corny and stuff like that, but I've asked for the people that aren't good for me to be removed. And look, they've been removed. They may not know it yet, <laughs> but, <laughs> but they've been removed. <laughs> I mean, for people listening, and I think it's so important. I've I've learned over my life that removing those negative people from your life is probably the best thing you can do because we all know those negative people but we all try and always try and give them that little more chance always keep giving them a little chance but then you actually need to realise oh. it yourself you need mm. to get rid of them and find the right people you know it goes back to what mm. we were saying earlier you know, if, if, you surround, if you surround yourself with the right people mm. you know you're most more likely going to prosper than if you're surrounded by negative mm. people and as soon as I got rid of those negative people I mean, I'm, mm. I'm I'm probably the best mentally I've ever been, to be fair. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, so I mean, you touched up on you guys both how important faith is to you. Mm. Would you say that is all down to that, or do you think there's other things that maybe came into account when you were going through this, like stages? For, for example, me. Obviously, I found working with sports psychologist help. Not not everyone's going to be able to do that, and obviously. That's understandable. But another thing I kind of spoke about it in my last podcast, importance of exercise and just being active. Do you guys want to touch on the importance of activity? I'm, I'm, you know, we, you know, we all train, you know, I don't at the moment because of an injury. But how important do you think keeping active is for like mental health? And yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, it's, it's weird what you said in regards to would you just put it down to faith or is there other aspects? Um, for me, it's weird because what I found in my journey in regards to faith and strengthening my faith was I listened to a lot of motivational stuff and I listened to a lot of podcasts and a lot of things on YouTube and I started reading a load of different books. But what I started realizing was a lot of the things that they say, a lot of them stem from faith and the Bible. It's just that because the Bible is very lengthy and it's hard for a lot of people to read, 
is that they then put it into other books that are easier to read and easier for people to understand. So um, I'd say faith 100% plays like a big part in it. In terms of um, like exercise, 150%, like 150%. Like I think even one we mentioned earlier when you were saying about um, do you think what happens inside affects the outside kind of thing. Um, if for whatever reason things aren't happening um, for you and you're either you're lazy or you're inside and you're not where you want to be kind of thing. And one of the things I heard was it's almost not easy to identify the cause, but often if you're exercising, if you're eating right, uh, if you're socializing with the right people and the right friends, your life might not be where you want it to be, but the outlook or what's happening might be a bit better than, for example, if you're isolating yourself, if you're eating a load of junk food, if you're not exercising. So I think exercising is, is 100% is really important, but I think um, it goes in line with discipline and every discipline affects like every other discipline. And so if you're exercising, then often you're either eating right or you're eating okay. You're maybe having an apple a day as well kind of thing. So um, I think exercise is important, but I think everything comes with everything. So I think if you're not exercising, then you're most likely not improving yourself. Uh, you're most likely not doing this and this and that and that and that. So um, yeah, yeah, I think exercise is 100%, but I think it all comes, I think everything affects everything is what I'm trying to say. And I mean, regarding just to finish up on that kind of topic, um, for me, I think, you know, a lot of people don't realise how the importance of trusting like your process and we've, we've spoken about before, I think me and you deal with like trusting your process and being able to realise that, you know, it may not be good now, but you want to find ways that can allow you to change that. But it's not going to happen instantly. I touched on it in my last podcast with John where you know everyone wants that quick fix but you know having that process of you know our journeys that we've spoke about in this past years is so important to realize that it's not going to be as easy as you know snap of the fingers you know people need to realize that when you start something you know my dad said to me actually the other day you know one one you take one step there's going to be another thousand more till you get where you want to be so it's important that you realize that it takes one step to get where you want to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 100%. Even with that, I think the best story um, I always resonate the most with when it comes to trusting the, trust the process is um, it's an amazing speaker called Les Brown. Um, and he basically speaks about the bamboo tree. Yeah, to, to those that it. haven't listened to Les Brown, guys, please type into <laughs> YouTube and listen to some of, one of his videos. It's amazing. Yeah, no, literally it's awesome. Um, but literally with that, the bamboo tree, um, I think it probably originates in China. And when we talk about trust in the process, um, this is probably the, it, like, the epitome of trust in the process. And he basically talks about how with the bamboo tree, you need to um, plant for every, every day for five years, you basically need to water the seeds for it to grow. But I believe in the first, I think it might be in the first four years or something, nothing shows. And so every single day you're coming out and you're watering them seeds every single day. And so it could be a case of you're training every day or you're reading every day or you're doing something to achieve your dream every single day. And so um, he said, when these kind of things happen, people will be looking at you because if someone's going out every single day and they're watering seeds and nobody can see anything, people are going to be looking around like, what are you doing? Like, how long have you been doing this for? And if you say two, three years, they'll laugh at you like, really you need to change it up kind of thing this is obviously not working this can't be the path for you 
try this one and this one and that one and that one and that one kind of thing. But if you trust that process and you water that seed every single day, every single day, that five-year process, and the bamboo tree is five years, but other things could be longer. It could take 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. Um, it could take doing it for as long as it takes until it happens. But if you just trust that process um, and know that at the end of it, that thing is there for you and you just need to be consistent and trust in that process, then it's going to happen. And even if it doesn't happen, you can turn around and say, you know what? I've done all I could to make it happen. And the re for it to not happen in the end, there's no shame in that because you gave it all you could in it. And I think there's satisfaction in that. So yeah, trust the process, enjoy the process. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, then it wasn't for you and it was something else was for you in it. But yeah, trusting the process is so important. And um, yeah, so Jacob, do you want to just add on that quickly before we move on to the next kind of topic of the conversation? Yeah, no, he said what I'd say. Like you said, enjoying the process, like, even now, I'm enjoying the training, like enjoying the changes, enjoying the progressions as well. Like it's good, it's nice, man. It's it's good to enjoy uh, trying to work towards the target. Like, it's very good to enjoy trying to work towards the target. But yeah, he said I would would add, yeah. So obviously within that process, you know, there it's not always going to be easy. You know, we've probably all been there. So obviously you're gonna you're gonna face challenges and. You know, people are quick to be like, if there's a challenge, you're like, oh, I don't want to do that anymore. So do you think, I mean, well, I think the one, I'm going to know the answer, but do you think challenges should be embraced or, you know, shy away from it, say? You know, people will find it hard to, when challenges do occur, to like, just take that step forward towards it. But I think, I mean, for me personally, they should be embraced because it's a part of that process that we were talking about to get where you want to be. So face that challenge and deal with it. It may take six months two weeks but well, so I think personally to embrace it, I think you guys are going to say the same so if you want to if one of you want to talk about it first yeah 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 now 100% um, I think the best way I've learned about embracing challenges or looking at challenges as a good thing is um, the example of a video game um, so if you feel like um, I haven't played video games in a minute to be fair but I know them adventure games I think like God of War even Super Mario Bros and stuff like that Basically, you obviously, you do a stage and then it gets to the boss stage and that's almost like a challenge, but you have to beat the boss to get to the next stage. Because if you don't beat the boss, then you have to go back and beat the boss until you get to the next stage. And so basically when they talk about challenges, it's almost like um, challenges is almost the, your, your schooling or your education. And basically until you're at the level to basically pass that challenge and go to the next stage of life, it's going to keep on battering you until you basically have to do it. And so, like, you have to embrace the challenge because if you never embrace the challenge, you're always going to be at the level that you're at. It's only when you go in, maybe uh, think, okay, cool, let me, let me fail this um, or let me actually try this, that you're going to get to that next stage. So uh, maybe even going back to not being in a comfort zone, but coming out of that comfort zone. But, yeah, I think challenges and accepting challenges and overcoming challenges is the only way that you're going to get to the next stage. Otherwise, you're just going to be stuck at where you're at. Uh, Jay? Yeah, it's like it's like a fight or flight. Obviously, that's the one thing in my psyche now I remember. <laughs> like, it's like fight or flight. So it's like, you may not be ready now, but obviously you know that stage, like you saying, like that level. You may not be ready to be doing some more training to get to that level. Once you pass that, then that's it. Like you've embraced that challenge, you're gonna want more, and you're gonna want to keep on like getting them challenges because you know it's gonna better you. So it's like once you've done that challenge, 
and then you've completed it, right? Yeah, I've done this. This is on like, you get certificates or however you get awarded, whether it just be yourself, like yeah, tick, that's off the checklist, done. It's just stuff like that. Like I do believe challenges should be embraced and they will help you on your on your journey. They're very effective, like will mould you into a better version of yourself. No, I mean I I agree completely. I mean being able to embrace challenges and you know, what will get you to that next stage to be able to obviously move forward maybe with your mental health or what you're doing in terms of your business or in your sport being able to embrace those challenges and come at them you know 100% and you know if they do if it doesn't work I mean I'm a firm believer of you know in order to maybe move forward you may need to take two steps back to be able to move forward onto the next you know whatever phase you're in that's upon that <laughs> That's all. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think you just hit the nail on the head in it. So I was just okay. holding something just for long in it. So I think everything that you just said, you've just yeah, you've absolutely nailed in it. Uh, and then, and then with obviously having that two step forward, one step no, two step backwards, one step forward. Obviously, you guys spoke about what you think. So, what kind of advice would you say to anyone that you know is struggling to face that challenge? What things would you say to? You know, those that are listening to help with embracing those challenges and what, you know, how can you, what do you, what do you guys think? Don't rush. Don't rush it. Obviously, you, like I say to you at the time, I set myself a mad high standard of myself. So when I think to myself I'm ready, <laughs> I'm being told I'm not. <laughs> so like, so like, if I'm not ready, you have to take advice. Like, if you're not ready, you're not ready. Uh, Train, 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 whatever it be. Like I'm saying, we're saying training as a, like obviously for athletes, we're targeting athletes, but I'm saying even if it's exams, like you fail an exam, go study harder, go find new techniques that will help you get over that hurdle in a way that's not going to stress you out. Or for fitness, or like just people not wanting to lose weight because lockdown has got some people in a headlock right now. Like you just, little steps, little steps, okay, you buy. Higher heart rate monitor, something that's going to track it and motivate you to do that. It's just little steps, like little baby steps. And then next thing you know, the confidence, like that's what I'm saying, confidence fuels everything. As soon as you're confident and you know you're your biggest fan, you're good, you're all right. But like I say, that aspect of things is just backing yourself. It's very important, but it takes small steps. You can't just jump into, that's like, for example, trying to think. Say United Chelsea the other day, yeah. Say what Chelsea's come off a. This is a, this is for instance. Say Chelsea's lost their last three games. United's won their last last three. What do you think Chelsea's going to be thinking? If your if your mental game is good, you're going to be thinking, yeah, this is just another game. Let's get on with it. You're not going to be thinking, oh, we lost three, we're going to lose four now. Uh, you're going to adapt and then back yourself. That's the biggest thing I believe. Everyone and we all do it, and it's good to, like, when we bounce off each other. You see that person backing themselves, pushing themselves, it gets you through. It gets you through. And like the music, like D touched on earlier, the music you listen to can help you. Self-talk can help you. Being around the good people can help you. So yeah, I, I believe that it's your environment and what you believe is good for you. Yeah, no, as we said from the beginning, you know, once your mind, once you get your mind right, everything else will change. I mean, we're big, we're all big believers of that, and being able to apply that is so important. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just touch on it as well in terms of like practical steps to take, kind of thing. 
um, in terms of like embracing a challenge or not wanting to um, do whatever is in front of you. I think everything's a challenge, life's a challenge. Um, if we speak about from, I think, year, I'm not even sure, it might be, I'm not sure if it's year six to year seven or if it's from like, um, like year 11 to six form and stuff like that. But basically when you talk about challenges, if we look at challenges as tests, educationally speaking, there's tests that you have to take to get to that next level. And if you fail that test, you either have to do it again or you drop back down kind of thing. And so I think when you talk about challenges and whether you want to take on the challenge or not, I think you kind of have to be honest with yourself. And um, I think look at yourself and look at where you're at. And if you're happy with where you're at and you don't want to take on another challenge, then cool, like just settle and be where you're at kind of thing. But I think if you're like in you're inwardly not happy with where you are kind of thing and you want to go to a next level, then you kind of you have to take that challenge. You have to just take a leap of faith. And the worst thing that can happen is you fail, but you can fail your way to success, like fail your way to get into where you want to get to, because each time you fail, you just learn another lesson. And it's the same thing, like one of the, the greatest things I ever heard um, changing my mindset and perspective was I used to always say, oh, I've taken an L, taken an L, I've taken an L. Like, and we'd always think about Ls as losses, like, oh, but the, the shift was Ls are lessons. They're not losses, they're, they're lessons. And so you either win in life or you take a lesson in it. And so when you have that outlook with everything in terms of, shall I take on this challenge or not? I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can't. Like, if you don't take on that challenge, you're, you're going to lose. That, that's it. If you decide to not take on that challenge, you lose. You don't give yourself winning. But if you do take on that challenge, then you're either going to take a lesson from it or you give you a chance, to, um, a chance to win. And so when you look at things with that perspective, you just take a leap of faith and either learn a lesson or win in it. So, um, yeah, that, that would be the practical steps, I would say, for that in regards to embracing that challenge and taking on it. And just to kind of finish up, you know, someone said to me, um, you know, when negative stuff does happen, you know, to those that are listening, I think I've touched on it, touched upon it before, just being able to kind of almost recognise it's happened, but not take it as a negative, almost embrace it and then think about it because it's important to think about the negative stuff because it allows you to learn and move forward. That's all I wanted to say in terms of finishing up on that one. And going back to our topic, you know, on, on this podcast, you know, obviously dealing with adversities within journeys and, you know, life is a journey, as people say. What would you say you can, one of you can start, you know, what would you say is the really significant adversity you've been through and how would that affected you and moved you forward? So, yeah, someone, if you guys want to touch on that. Um... I think, wait, just, just before I go on that, just what you were just saying in terms of like negative things happen, I think what you were saying about accepting it, I think in terms of um, life is good and, and life is bad, I think that's a given. Like yeah. there's, there's light and there's darkness. Um, so I think when we start thinking everything should be positive, everything should be going well, we shouldn't have any challenges, we shouldn't never fail, there shouldn't be this, there shouldn't be that. I think that's where we get ourselves in that kind of um, headlock kind of thing. But if we can accept and embrace, there's going to be challenges, there's going to be difficulties, there's going to be good times, there's going to be bad times, um, and almost embrace that and be aware of that, then it will equip us better for the challenge. Um, in terms of adversity, for me... Um, you can go as deep as you like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I, the thing is, I've, I've, had, I've had a few, um, but... 
I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I, the thing is, I've, I've had a few. Uh, like I had a one. I had one with my dad. Where I always say I couldn't do anything, and that was just faith. Um, in terms of one to share, I mean, I, I, mean, I Jacob told me that you had. A, I've heard you had a really bad injury in terms of. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what I was, saying, I was sharing. So with that one, it's the case of obviously for me, my whole life has been football. Like, um, if you ask me what I am, what I do, I play football. I'm going to be a professional footballer. That's the head, that, that's the mindset that I had all my life kind of thing. And so even when things didn't look like that, I don't know what it was, but something was telling me you're going to be a pro footballer. Like, even till now kind of thing, something's telling me you're going to be a pro footballer. It's, it's, I just see it. Like, nothing's telling me it's going to happen, um, but my head just sees it. And so that was the whole mindset I had. So even going into uni, I never really wanted to go to uni. It was a case of um, I just went to uni because at that moment in time, football wasn't working out. But my mindset was go to uni. You never know what's going to happen football might happen and so first year was great um played for the football team and like the season went well joined the local team as well kind of thing but it was a case of they had not necessarily links of other teams but they were in a position where play well you never know you could get that team with that team and even within that season there was a team in a higher league that saw me and wanted me but because of the distance and the journey it was a bit too mad but that gave me confidence look it's gonna happen i'm in the right place it's gonna happen going into second year I remember physically I was like back then in the best shape I'd been in and the first three, four games, goal, like literally for me, best player, goal and everything was going great and then all of a sudden ACL injury and back then I'd... I mean, I mean, just kind of, I mean, what I've learned from my degree, you know, a big part of, you know, sports people's mental health is injury. So when something like, I mean, just want to ask now, how would that affect your mental health? Because ACL, yeah, yeah. what, you know, it's going to be... At least a year. Um, you know. So, just you want to express how that affected your mental health and how, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, so literally, with what I was saying, I said everything was football. Ask me who I am. Football, 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 football. And so, when we talk about mental health, identity-wise, I played football. I was a footballer. And so, when I got injured initially, I didn't think it would be it was going to be that long. It ended up being over three and a half years. But uh, when, for me, I had done it wrong. So, if you was to ask me how I am. My how I am was very reflecting on football. If football was going well, I'm great. If football weren't going great, then I'm not great. I don't want to talk to you. Leave me alone kind of thing. And so when you talk about like my identity being mixed into just football um, and my mental health at that stage, it wasn't great. Like, I didn't want to be at training because I couldn't train. I didn't want to come to the games because I couldn't, like I literally couldn't play. I didn't really want to watch football because I can't, I can't play football. So why am I watching football? And so the thing that I'd loved for so long in my life now started to becoming something I hate because it kept on constantly reminding me I can't do this thing, this thing that I had in my head for my whole life that I was going to do, I can't now do it. And so I couldn't separate my identity from, look, I'm me, Diop, I've got these qualities, I can do this, I can do that. And I couldn't separate that. I was football and football wasn't happening. So I, I wasn't good. Like, I didn't want to be around anybody. I was isolating myself. And yeah, no, no, it, wasn't, it wasn't a good time for me kind of thing. Um, like, fast forward, it was really faith that helped me through that process. But like I said, it, it wasn't, that wasn't a good time for me. Um, and so I say that was my biggest adversity in regards to overcoming that injury and going from a mindset of I'm going to be a footballer, I'm going to be a footballer, to almost it like ruined, get absolutely ruined. Um, and so at 25 now, like realistically, it shouldn't happen. But 
with the Lord, like you don't work in the realms of realistic or not. He like he can do anything. If you can create a world in seven days, then me becoming a pro footballer is like a snap of the finger in it. So yeah, for me for me it's just really faith in it. And at 25, I'm still believing in it. I'm still, like I said, working through the process, still training. Um, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, you know what? I gave him my all. I trusted, I believed, and um, yeah, that, that that's that's how I've overcome adversity. Um so yeah, that, that that's why I was suggesting it turn 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 to faith, because uh, that's what's worked for me. And Jay, if you want to, no, give up. Thanks for saying that. Also, by the way, you know. Um, but yeah, Jay, if you want to talk to me, for obviously your biggest adversity, would you say anything you want to touch on? And then obviously, yeah. Um, be as deep as you like, bro. Okay, cool. So uh, yeah, like similar to D, there's been a few that have happened back to back. So I've dealt with loss. I've dealt with like potential, like yeah, potential loss. Like yeah, it's just stuff that you can't control. So stuff that I can't control, I didn't understand. Yeah, but um, I think it's important to realize, you know, people that are listening, you know, when this stuff does happen. I just want to just add quickly, you know, when the stuff that you can't control happens, you can only control what's in your mind and anything that you can do is anything that you do you can control. But I think people. Unfortunately, you know, outside stuff does happen, but it's important to realise that you can't control it. That's all I wanted to say there. Yeah. Mm. I see. The reason why I'd say, I know what, like when I say I was emotional earlier, it's not a thing of anger all the time. It's like heart on the sleeve. When I'm saying heart on the sleeve, if you're chatting to me on a level and you, I feel like you're genuine, heart on the sleeve in it, like I'm giving you everything, whether it be a friendship, whether it be me trying to attract to someone that I think I like, whatever. But when it comes to football, like what Dee was saying, I've been involved in it at such a young age. All my friends, I've got family that are pro. So in my head, it's a comparison thing as well. So I'm thinking to myself, like, why am I not there? But this is when I'm, my mental isn't as strong as it is now. So it's more of a thing of I'm very happy for everyone that's hit pro, everyone that's shining right now. You see, I support everybody, support your stuff, I support this stuff. Like, it's a thing of now... The adversity has made me know that it's not only me that's going through it. So others have gone through it. And it's just a thing of being a support network, supporting others that have gone through that stuff. But yeah, no, I'd say the biggest thing for me, bro, is that in 2000 and 2002 now, I lost my granddad and I saw him every day. The man's going training. I'm seeing him every day after school. I see him every day after training. I'm seeing him every day after boxing. And then one day, I come in, I'm like, oh, my grand, where's granddad? Hospital. So then I can't go to hospital because obviously when I was going to hospital, I'm like, oh, this is not. Man, seeing someone that's been so strong and obviously because he's Caribbean, where my man's like, you know, I don't bring the youth in here. <laughs> like all that stuff, yeah. Obviously now he's telling me, don't bring me in there. Come in there now, I've seen my man, strong, strong guy, you know. Was weak and vulnerable, bro. And I'm saying to myself, bro, this is what's happening. Like, this is what illness can do. Like, this is nuts. And obviously now, stuff like me focusing in school, started dropping, doing my homework, dropping, turning up to training off school, weren't there. Obviously now, that's when the emotional side of things started coming. So when eventually I lost him, it was a thing where I was thinking to myself, bro, why me? Like, obviously I'm saying me, 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 me. And that's when the emotional side of things come in. I'm thinking to myself, 
it come from a point of blame. So as I've gone to faith now, I'm thinking, what have I done that you're doing this to me? And then it was a thing where, because I was so young and I didn't understand it, obviously I've had my mum and my dad explaining it to me. Bro, it was a thing where I was just uncontrollable. <laughs> like, I was just uncontrollable emotionally. And it comes to a point where if I'm giving my all, and I feel like what Dee touched on earlier, if you've given your all and you feel like it's not good enough, I was thinking that within, like, what, a month of being at a place? A very chop change. Like, I need this now because of my age as well. I used to be I used to be the person that said, right, I need to be hitting this by age 21, 22. Now I'm 25, 25, and I'm still saying to myself, right, like, a big inspiration beforehand was seeing D play for Pool Town. So when D played for Pool Town first team and he signed, bro, I'll tell you, I'm like, well, I was a fanboy. <laughs> Obviously, I've seen, I've seen him sign on, it's on Snap. So it's on our boys, Kieran Snap. So I've seen him sign, uh, uh, boys. I think it's a top or something. He signed something. I said to myself, we're the same age, bro. Like he's doing that. So in my head, I'm saying, yeah. If if if, if my boy is doing that, and the energy is positive, and I'm training with him every day, if if I'm matching his standards. I, I can do that. You know what I mean? Like, I can do that. But the adversity for me, bro, that made me very uncontrollable. Like, that's what I'd say for me. Like, it was a thing where mentally, I'd say I was very athletic, very passionate. That's the one thing as well. I'm very passionate about stuff. So when I when stuff happens to me without explanation, whether it be a choice by a manager or whatever, I take it to heart. I do take it to heart because I'm thinking to myself, why have you not explained to me, me being a big man, why have you not explained to me your decision? And it's a thing where... Yeah, Would you say you take things to heart in sport, just in sport or in life in general? Um, I'd say now I wouldn't. I wouldn't take things to heart now. But beforehand, I used to just be... It was sport because mum taught me from a very young age that life is like, life's tricky. Life's life, isn't it? Like, things will come at you around the corner and you won't know what's coming. Like for work, you can't really go into work and tell people about your personal life because they're not your friends. Like, they're, they're, not your, they're not your friends you see every day. Like, you go to work, do your job. You get a good friendship out of that. Fair enough. If you don't, your money go home, man. It's literally that simple. That life is so chop and change. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't have control over what's next. You've got to adapt. Like, adaptation is such a strong word that I've been using for years. Like, uni. I didn't think I was going to come uni. I was supposed to get an internship. Didn't get that. Come uni. Got a job. Like started studying, like stuff like that. Bro. It's like you get told no at a football club. What are you gonna do? Go to another football club? Can't let that stuff stop you. But yeah, I say like the adversity and visualization. That's the word. So visualization. So that key moment from seeing my boy like happy, like when I see like genuinely happy, I'm saying to myself, yeah, no, nah, I can do this. Like I've got this in my head. I can do this. I'm learning as well. Like I'm still learning now. So like when I'm seeing, like I've watched these games, I'm seeing him do things and in the winger's position and the striker position, even just how he carries himself. Bro, I'm thinking to myself, listen, I can follow on that because what I'm a couple months younger. So as the younger person, you've got to follow yeah, what the older person's doing, isn't it? So like that's that's the thing. Like that's one thing I pride myself on is just learning and not saying because obviously I've got it tired of myself. Bro, said learn from everyone, follow no one. I'm not saying I'm a follower. Me and D are very very good friends. And I'm learning from him. And I'm learning from everybody in it. So 
it's just a thing where that adversity of being so uncontrollable and not knowing what's going on, so now using my brain properly and assessing situations made me a lot more calculated in my decisions. So, yeah, man, it's like an unfortunate event. I know. I appreciate you sharing that. I mean, just touching on what you were saying about always learning. I mean, I thought I think I spoke about it earlier about the emotional intelligence. Like I, I, I can't stress to anyone enough. You know, anyone that's interested in psychology or even just your brain in general. I think you know everyone needs to get to know their brain more, and and emotional intelligence is a key aspect of that. And being able to recognise negativity and then learn from it being able to recognize maybe when someone you need to talk to someone being able to listen and learn so that emotional intelligence i think when people grasp that you know as soon as they can i mean i i can't stress enough about you know me i'm gonna go back to me learn speaking with that sports sport performance um coach has made me switch into that mindset now and being able to realize that once you start getting your emotional intelligence right, as we, you know, once as we spoke about it before, being able to get your mindset right, it changes so much in your perspective on everything. And as soon as people, as soon as people realise to get your emotional intelligence and start to read about reading up about it, is going to just help you so much. And I think, you know, as we said before, it's not going to happen instantly. It does take a process. I mean, I've only been doing it. I'd say probably for like seven months now. So maybe five five years time, or maybe if we do this again, maybe whenever. I think all of us will be growing because we're all in intertwined with men, our mental health and obviously emotional intelligence. So my my advice to anyone listening is invest time into your emotional intelligence, invest time into your mind because it is the most powerful thing that you can do. And being able to train that, like you would train in football, like you'd be able to train in any sport or work on something like a business, you need to work on your mind in order to build up from what you want to do. Do you guys want to add anything on that? Yeah, bro, like literally, again, I think you just touched the nail on the head, didn't it? Like, like you said, it's the most powerful thing um, in your body and your mind and everything stems from the mind, in it? So when you mentioned things like... Um, training the ball or business or anything kind of thing it all, it all, it all comes from the mind anyway um, I think even Jacob was saying that the comment like Super League come from the conversation that we had it was literally just a conversation um, but even with that that was a case of it was it was our thinking it was our imagination and so in regards to if we hadn't been training our mind, if we hadn't been looking at different um, things and how different people do things and um, really looking into that, that thought wouldn't have even happened. That conversation wouldn't have even happened. And so um, I think really looking at the right things and really training your mind in whatever aspect um, it is, like like you said, Liam, is the most important thing in it. Jacob, you want to add anything? No, you and D, you and D here, man. No, I mean... Just to kind of finish up in terms of you know talking about adversity and everyone's our, our journeys and so I think the most important thing we can probably take out is you know if adversity does happen you know there is I'd say a, like a recovery period you know where you kind of have to go through that shit stage to be able to move forward so obviously how would you say you know just to people listening like the best way to maybe recover 
or embrace the adversity and how to like get moved from it because obviously some adversities are going to be bigger than others but I feel that is dependent on the person because your your adversity Jacob you know for example just just for in general everyone's adversities are going to be different so because everyone, and everyone's perspectives on what adversity is going to be different so but we can all learn from each other still so what would you say how to recover from adversity to those listening well to those listening i'd say don't go on social media and post it everywhere say oh what's your opinions on this because these is you going through it it's not them you go through it keep it to yourself assess the situation and really understand what's going on and think about all the different conclusions the situation could have for example someone could make a decision but then they could be having a bad day they could be going through something but you're thinking why are you against me just take time just take your time like literally just be patient with it and keep it to yourself once you've assessed it and thought everything that could go wrong and you've got an answer for those situations, then action. Don't be in the moment, heat the moment, emotional, act on it, and then you have repercussions. Never do that, because then you just sell yourself short. You've got to just take your time with it and literally just walk in pace. Just dissect it. That's one thing that my dad always told me. Dissect the situation and find the solution to each little bit of the situation. So yeah, I'd say definitely split up and see what you can do. If you can do anything, then do something. If you can't, then pray and make sure you sleep good, man. <laughs> then was there. It can get it can get tight if you're not if you're not prepared. Um, yeah, man. Just touching on it, I think it's always difficult when, um, like, you're asked what action steps can someone do or what can they do when they're going for adversity. And I think it's it's not a one size fits all. Um, and that's something I really learned with psychology because a lot of things that should happen in theory, they don't necessarily work in practice or action. Um, and so with that, I think for me, because of why I went through, it was, it, it was really faith that worked for me and really giving it time and um, knowing that like things are bad, but it's not always going to be bad. And even if things are good, it's not always going to be good. Everything has its seasons. Um, but, but for me, it was um, the only thing I can say to do is what I've done, which is obviously the timing um, and really faith kind of thing. So, in, yeah, I think in terms of practical steps, I think everybody's going to everybody's gonna have different things that work for them kind of thing. I think there's no correct answer or right answer or wrong answer kind of thing. Um, I think there are going to be good times and there are going to be bad times kind of thing. And sometimes you never really know how to deal with it until it comes and it happens and then you're in that moment kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's difficult to answer that question. I can only suggest what I've done, which, like I said, it is faith and knowing that things are going to be better. Um, but, yeah, it's, 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 it's a difficult one. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with both of you. I think it is going to be, those that are listening, it's going to be individual. You need to find your own ways to deal with adversity and move forward. So, yeah, I mean, just to kind of finish up, you know, what are one kind of one thing you want to say to the people listening to kind of take away from this? And you just, you know, maybe a sentence or one thing you think people can take away from that you've learned in your kind of journeys that maybe they, maybe they can take away. Um, 
I'd say I think we, we I want to thank thank you for even like um, creating this. I think there's so many gems that have been dropped, kind of thing. And so I think if anyone actually listens to this, um, listens to this throughout and really takes it in, makes some notes, and even try to practice some of the things that we said about. But um, I think to end it with is if 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 you are going for a bad time or if things aren't happening, I think time is such a great healer and. Um, I think similar to the seasons, it's not always going to be bad. Uh, I think that's almost the most comforting thing uh, that you can say is like, it's not always going to be bad. The situation as it is now, it's going to get, it's going to get better. Um, so I think, I think that's, that's what I would say. So it's not always going to get, it's not always going to be bad. It's going to get better. And I think the challenge thing that you said was really great. Um, and if anyone's, um, got a challenge that they don't want to take on and they're trying to shy away from it kind of thing I'd say the only way you're going to grow the only way you're going to get better and be the best version of yourself or do the things you want to do is to embrace challenges um, and, and go through them and overcome them so yeah if you're hiding away from a challenge just do it um, and if you're going through bad times it's not always going to be bad so um, yeah just, just just have faith and it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get better oh, Thank you for that and Jacob anything? Yeah, so, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you a picture whilst talking, yeah. So see that picture, yeah. Yeah, can't this will be on. Yep. Can't see us on our side. Alright, so big believer. I used to have a wallpaper, it was a better picture, but I can't find it. So diamonds. That's your goal, yeah. And you see there's more than one person there. You give up, there's always someone underneath you that's gonna try to take your spot. So there, it's like a pyramid, isn't it? Like I say, it's you versus you all the time. In any sport, there's people competing. It's always competition, isn't it? So think about a competition. Like you say, you're top of the food chain. Now you slip, someone's taking your spot. So all I'd say is that you keep yourself to yourself and keep your value up. Don't ex don't tell your don't tell your life story on social. Don't don't expose yourself. Don't obviously I opened up about my family, but I've had time to adapt and adjust. 2002, so I've had a good couple of years now to adapt and understand the situation. But I'd say keep yourself to yourself, really understand yourself before you even bother put yourself out there and just find techniques that work for you. So find ways to clear your head, find ways to refresh, even if it's sleep, just find ways to fill your day, get the correct amount of sleep and just keep it going, keep it ticking. Like time waits for no one, like we've said said countless times time waits for no one so if you're just sitting there playing FIFA obviously some man don't want to cod like, some man doesn't love to have FIFA I can't I'm not going to knock your hustle in it <laughs> if you love that stuff do that in it but as long as you're working towards what you want and you're using your time effectively that's that's all good you're keeping it ticking over because when the years come and you're like oh, I should have done that yourself man me yourself but I just say use your time effective like that's the main thing even if you're tired, you like you you're saying oh, I'll do this tomorrow. At least you have something to do tomorrow. It's not a thing. Oh, what should I do? Like we've we've finished uni and we're still planning on ways to get better. Still planning on ways to help the community. Still planning on ways to better others. Like it, it, literally, use your time, man. Like it's a it's a blessing, blessing. Like use your time. But yeah, other than. Um, no, I appreciate that. Let me just add on to that quickly because when Jay showed that picture, 
that's that's an amazing picture in it because that's something that really resonated with as well. And even when I was going for adversity and coming back to it and thinking, I'm training, I'm training, why is this not working, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, kind of thing. I saw that picture. I remember on social media, and that was amazing because um, Jay, if you show the picture again. Yeah, so if one of you just want to explain to the uh, people listening what the actual picture is showing, that would be great. Sorry. Um, yeah, so basically what the picture shows is we've got two individuals and so uh, almost like they're digging and they're digging in a mine and at the end of the mine, there's a load of diamonds. Um, the person on the top is still digging, but it's quite a way away. The person on the bottom, uh, which is almost where I found myself was at, was where they're digging they're literally right there they're so close to it literally if they keep digging for like a short period of time more they've reached it they pick the diamond but because it's not working because things haven't been happening because the outside circumstances don't look like it's going to work out they decide in that moment i'm going to quit and i'm going to leave it but if they just kept on trusting and believing that it was going to happen they would have hit it. So, um, yeah, that, that was important for me because I remember I was at that stage where, um, and this was literally just before that Paul Town thing. And so it hasn't, it didn't work out to where I wanted it to. But in that moment before that, I was going to stop. So literally I was going to stop. I was thinking, you know what, this is, this is stupid. Like I've just come back from injury. I've got another injury and uh, this is just dumb. Let me stop kind of thing. Um, but in that summer, I thought, you know what, let me keep on going. Um, and from that, I was able to get into the team for pre-season. Uh, they had a game for Chelsea, which I only played two minutes, which was annoying, but it was still a good experience. And then played another game against, um, I think it was the over under 18s, another good experience. And so the thing with Paul Town didn't work out. And like I think you said, taking two steps back to go a step forward is almost where I've been in right now, where I'm taking two leagues down to go back up kind of thing. But I'm enjoying the experience and, and I'm, I'm growing as a, as a person, as a player. But if I had stopped at that point, I would have probably still not been playing now and all of those experiences and all of that growth wouldn't have happened. So, yeah, just keep digging away, keep chipping away. And you never know, you could literally be on the verge. But if you quit, you will never know. No, I totally agree with both of what you're saying. I mean, I mean, just to kind of finish up, what I'm going to say is to go through that list and just kind of, as we spoke about before, trust your process. Be able to recognise, you know, how can you learn from the negative experience, learn from the adversity and just be able to, you know, take a note. If you have to take those two steps backwards, as we spoke about, and to take that one step forward, just know that, that you're doing it because it's a process. Um, but yeah, guys, just... Those are listen, trust your process and just allow yourself to, you know, if adversity does happen, take it in, move forward. Yeah. But now, thank you guys for um, joining us. You know, it's been great insights as the upset as well. Some great things for people to listen, take some notes of. And so if you guys want to kind of plug what you guys are doing, here's an hour's opportunity. I'll open the, open the floor. Uh, where should I start? So, start with your fitness page, and maybe Diop can talk about <laughs> Diop can talk about Super League. Get me to two K. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. So it's just a quick one. Nah, it's just a quick one, isn't it? Um, I've got my own fitness. Sorry, page. sorry just to, sorry, just to interrupt. If you want, um, if you want to talk about your page and you know, what your idea behind it, and obviously, yeah, you guys talk about what you want your things that you're doing. Okay, cool. Uh, 
I've got a fitness page. Quite passionate, like no, not quite. I'm very passionate about it, and it's all behind being relentless. So I changed it from uh, gym guidance to gym motivation. So it's motivation for athletes. It doesn't have to be gym because obviously lockdown. I've adapted it to just trying to stay motivated to work out anyway. Healthier mind, obviously healthier body. Them sort of aspect, like building off of that and being consistent with it. But yeah, leading on to that. Um, yeah, so we've got the co-founders, co-founders of Super League. But yeah, no, I'll let I'll let D I'll let D D's the mastermind behind all the networking and that in it. So um, but yeah, no, it was um, crazy because we spoke about how this literally this idea stemmed from a conversation um, and it was insane because it was literally a case of what is something that we enjoy um, and often what happens is the things that you enjoy, your circle and the friends that you often make, uh, they normally enjoy that exact same thing. Um, and what we realised is that when we was younger, when we talk about football and that love for football, that basically the vid, like the most vivid memory uh, that we could think about was summer. And um, back in London, we used to just go out uh, to the park and there'd be a load of kids and we'd have a cage and you literally just play football for hours and hours and hours and hours. But the, the spin on the game was because there were so many of us, it wasn't a thing where you could do timed matches or you could even wait for someone to score four or five goals. It was case a case of one goal and off. And so literally from that idea, we thought, how good would that be to bring that to here where we can have that, where um, we bring teams together, we bring people together. And I think especially what happened uh, during COVID, there was a lot of isolation, a lot of loneliness, and there was a lot of people not engaging with each other, not cooperating with each other. And so there was that problem that needed to be sorted of community and bringing the community together. But um, I think it was crazy because in the first month of lockdown, I think there was a crazy thing that people had put on about four or five kg. It was something crazy like that. And I think for our it probably got more and more, but we identified something where we're passionate about football. We, we love this sport. We can bring the community together and we can also keep people active. There's a lot of people who they play football and football is their only means of activity. They don't really like going to the gym. They don't really like doing the 5Ks, the 1Ks, 2Ks, etc. kind of thing. They just like playing football. And so um, we just created something where you can play football, you can have fun, uh, you can stay active. Um, have a community of friends and so yeah we just built a super league family and uh, it's been amazing we're on tiktok now at uh, tiktok being shown some crazy love on instagram building an amazing community and um, we can't wait for it to open back up so yeah if, if you if you play football um i was gonna say if you're in a bournemouth area but we're expanding uh we, with god's grace we're expanding so yeah if you play if you play football you like five side football um and yeah, you want to be involved, you want to be active, especially with summer and coming up to, I think, 29th of March is when we should be starting up or thereabouts. Um, yeah, give the page a follow and um, just just be involved. Um, so, yeah. Hey, you're muted, you're muted. So, sorry, I was saying, um, super, super, the Super's um, spelt different. It's kind of, like, I'm going to put it into the YouTube button for this and then if you just, guys, one of you just want to say what it is, for the listeners, say what Super League is. 
No, I'm saying because obviously the soup is spelled different, isn't it? Oh, so it's, it's S U P A League underscore on TikTok. We're Super League, so S U P A League, and other platforms. You don't worry about our Facebook. Oh, that's under construction, isn't it? So, we've got the biggest, like our biggest platforms are Instagram and TikTok. So yeah, like the Instagram, we've got um, we're really love couple of reels. Um, getting content out that way, like a couple of funny. Obviously, we're, we're a fun-loving family. Basically, we're not trying to we're not trying to tarnish anyone. But obviously, like if you if something happens to you on camera, most likely it's getting put out there, <laughs> and it's getting a caption. And there will be a couple of laughs in the comments. Like obviously, it's light-hearted. Like we've had a couple of people get rinsed a couple of times. They've been coming back. So no, there's no hard feelings there. Yeah, no, literally, if you feel like. Just come down with it, enjoy it. Obviously, the standard has been really, really good the last two weeks. So, week three and four, standard has been very good. So, we're looking for the like, you're obviously young teams. Like, if you feel like you're like, he said obviously before the first time I heard it, he said, if you're good enough, you're old enough. So obviously, when I heard that, I was like, and then a team of like 16, 17 year olds come down and start running it. So, <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, if you're if you feel like that's it, obviously, the confidence, come down, man, come down, games get filmed. Obviously, ref the ref is of a high standard. So yeah, man. Obviously, if you're if you're there for the wrong reasons, then you will be asked to leave, in it. So, <laughs> so no, yeah, guys, that, guys that are listening, um, you know, I, I, I am a kind of mate. I'd say maybe a small part of obviously what they're doing. You know, I've enjoyed Resident being there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know it's good to be a part of, and you know, they're doing great things in terms of you know. Someone said to me on my last podcast, John, you know, the importance of human connection. I think what you guys are doing is do, bringing that, you know, into a thing that many people love doing. So, no, I just mind respect to you both. And, you know, I, as I said, pleasure to have you guys both on, you know, very good friends of mine now. But, no, yeah, appreciate it all. <laughs>